Welcome to the Yoga Addiction. If you're a yoga teacher or student who wants a deeper understanding of yoga with respect to science, health, and longevity, this podcast is for you. Every week, we'll dive deep into a topic to help you be a better yogi, teacher, and communicator. We want to give you a practical understanding of the current science related to yoga and help you create quality, safe, and inspired classes, whether they are for yourself at home or for your students. I'm Natalie Sanger. And I'm Sandy Hewitt. We look forward to you taking part in our conversations. Good morning. Oh, hi. Hi, I'm here. (laughs) You're here. You're awake. It's like what time there? Uh, 6.48. Holy shit. That sucks. It's not that bad. I've been working out early or going to yoga early. I've been getting up and doing my exercise, my movement. Mm. So... I just skip it today and do it in the evening and said I have to talk to you. Well, don't have to, but I more like I have, hey, to, have to utilize it's a, it's my a mouth. Pleasure. My it's mouth. A pleasure. <laughs> brain. <laughs> um, awesome. So, how is the new stuff going with you? Good. Yeah. Started my new job um, with the government, the BC government. Um, it's cool. So far, so good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Are you liking it? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm just in week two, so I'm getting training. Um, previous jobs I have are my last main job that I worked at for like five-ish years. I was just tossed in, just thrown into the deep end. <laughs> just oh th- man! But uh, so I'm my friend is my boss. Oh, sweet. Here. Yeah. Which is really nice. Um, and I'm like, I'm telling her, I'm like, I, I believe you that you say you're going to train me and like, I'm getting that you're not overloading me right now, but I mm-hmm. haven't ever experienced that. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, it's just hard. It's like because, a really nice yeah, thing, I guess. Like, it's yeah. like, I just don't know what that looks like. She's like, no, no, trust me. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um. So guess what I'm wearing right now? Oh, I have no idea. This is a, you've never said this before. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I, I, we know that like I just, um, finished all my case studies for my 500 hour YTT with Tiffany Crookshank. And so Uh they sent me like this nice, really nice certificate. There's always like a nice certificate. Actually, no, they moved away from certificates, right? I think they did the paper. They're just online now. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So they've sent me like a nice paper certificate and a lovely soft hoodie. It's like the softest thing ever. Um, I know. And their hoodies are so good. And it's like all their um, branding on it. So it's anyway, I'm really happy. What color? It is that maroony color. Oh, yeah. I like that one. Yeah. 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 It's a nice one. It goes with everything like jeans and yoga stuff. That's amazing. Rock that. You you earned it. I know. I'm going to wear it all day, all day, every day, all the time. I'm never taking it off, basically. Perfect. Okay, guess what I'm wearing right now. Oh, no. Pajamas? Well, I'll just tell you what I'm wearing on my head. I'm wearing oh, okay. just my cycling clothes to when I cycle to work later. I'm wearing oh, my, okay. my towel because I showered and it didn't have time to blow my dry my hair. Well, I probably could have, but I didn't want to wake Eric up. Um, so I'm wearing it. I'm not wearing my hair like wrapped up. I just draped it over my head and and behind. So it's like hair, hair, it looks like hair extensions. It's like super long. And then my headphones over top. Nice. Just picture it. I look amazing right now. Oh man, you're like, that's amazing. And you're all wet, of course. So you're like drowned rat as well. Yeah. Well, my hair is tucked under the towel. I just look, I look like, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I look fucking cool. You know what you look, you, you know what would make you look even better? What? 
a yoga medicine hoodie. That's right. Write your case studies, bitch. Oh, well, I bought I bought one at the last. Uh, <laughs> oh, sure, you did. Not See, the maroon one. It's not as good. It's not as good. Yeah, as yeah. Pink one. <laughs> well, mine was was worked for with mm-hmm. you know blood, sweat, tears, and a lot of computer time. But it's not that. It's not that bad. It really is just like sitting down and writing them up. Oh yeah, yeah. you should do it. You should do it. I didn't know we would get a hoodie out of it. It's so sweet. It's so sick. I know. Is it it's like working full time? Is a uh, but takes a lot of your time (laughs) and I don't even work like a well I work close to an eight hour day I work like a seven hours and 45 minutes so it's like the schedule that you do when you want to take the every second Friday off but normally it's a seven hour work day with the BC government which is amazing so people can actually every second Friday off yeah what that's kind of sweet. I like that. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And I contemplated not doing it. I was just going to work my normal seven hours a day so I could get off early every day. But then all the classes, um, yoga or fitness or movement or restorative, whatever classes I want to do are just at certain times where people get off later. So it's kind of working mm. um, for me just to, to work more of a normal. But yeah, once okay. I get this routine under yeah. under apps and I'll find, um, talk to a couple of yoga studios about teaching. So I'd like to just take one or two classes, teach one or two classes a week once I get my groove because it's yeah. a lot getting used to new stuff. Yeah, it's life change, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Should we get started? Yes. So we're okay. talking about like one of my favorite areas of the body today. I don't know. I probably Ooh. said that all the time. Friggin' such a nerd. But um, <laughs> the SI joint, the sacroiliac joint. Perfect. Oh, before we do. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, go. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to read one of the um, reviews that we got. And this one's off of Stitcher. So I don't always check like all the uh, platforms. But for some reason, this one popped up for me. Um, and I just wanted to read this review. It's from Bon. Um, and it's so sweet. She gave us five stars. And it's a, she or he gave us five stars. And it says, fun and informative exclamation mark. Listening to Nat and Sandy ramble on passionately about anatomy, teaching and all things yoga has really inspired me to learn more about yoga and my own practice. I'm excited to listen to more episodes. Ramble on is the key word there. Totally. I love that. She got that. <laughs> she got Cheery. that so right. So, yeah. so, what was the person's name again? Bon, B-O-N-N. B-O-N-N. Okay. Yeah, it's a really nice review. Um, anyway, so that being said, we, we would love reviews, guys. It just helps us. Um, if you are listening and if you have some time, get on your computer, look up the Yoga Addiction podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen and um, leave us a review. Leave us some kind words. It helps us know that we're doing something right and not just speaking into a void. And that's it. Yeah, it really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Okay. SI Joint. What is it? Okay, right. I'm going to ask you first. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> so the SI joint is actually, it's a, it's a pretty complicated joint. Um, you can argue that the entire pelvis and the low back are involved with SI joint stability and function. Um, and the, so the, the joint itself uh, is the connection of two bones and the... Um, the space between them, right? Every joint is like a little space. Um, I think Leslie Kamenoff calls joints events because <laughs> mm. it's where shit happens, right? Yeah. So this joint actually doesn't have a lot of things happening. Well, I guess that's arguable, but it, it so it's not a, like a huge event. It's like a it's like a gala rather than like a rave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, that one's it's not like it's accurate. Responsible for keeping holding yeah. your body up. It's like an art gala. Yeah. Like very, yeah. Yeah. Whereas like your shoulder is like a rave. Yeah. 
you know, MDMD, MDMA on the floor and like <laughs> drinks and like, no. <laughs> right. To be discussed. <laughs> it's pretty badass. Causes people a lot of pain sometimes. Um, but where yes, where in the body is this located? It's your spine. Oh, yeah, yeah. Spine sitting right. basically into your pelvis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's it's responsible for a lot of things, um, like uh, hip stability. Like every time you take a step, it, it has to transfer some of the um, body motion from the lower body into the upper body. Um, it's responsible for a, a lot. Sorry, I just had a yawn there. Oh, yeah, I know no. you sleepy. Mm. Is it still dark? Just getting light. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's a good time to be awake. Yeah. So. No, it's it's totally it's a nice day. It's fine. Um, one of the things I want to talk about because we could probably talk about this for ages is just let's go over generally in this episode what muscles will affect how your SI joint moves. Oh, um, should we talk about the bones first though? Like maybe what shape they are and how they sit. Yeah, go for it. Oh, oh okay. Well, basically, I was gonna say yeah. Like so, Nat put it perfectly. It's it's where your spine joins into your hips. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you were to reach behind you and feel for where you think your spine joins your hips, you might be somewhere around the low back. And then if you just keep pushing and, and keep feeling downwards, there's these two little knobs, and those are your PSIS, your posterior sacroiliac spine. And spine isn't like spine in the way we think of like our backs, but spine as as in like a bony protuberance that pokes past the skin. Now everyone's PSIS is going to be slightly different shaped and slightly different um, boniness, but usually you can usually feel it there. Um, and if you continue upwards towards the hip bones, you can sort of feel the two wings, the two big ears. Like I, I think of them like elephant ears of your hips. Um, so that's the hip bone. And then if you keep going back down to the PSIS, that's actually the... Um, the spine. Um, the spine finishes in a bone called the sacrum, which is what where the S part of the SI joint comes from, sacro, sacrum. Um, mm-hmm. And then the ilium is the two elephant ears that I had you palpate just a moment ago. So if you go up superior and wide, so up superior and wide lateral, you'll feel those um, elephant ears. So basically, if you go back to the PSIS, that little nubby bone, um, directly underneath that is your SI joint and it's it's sort of like a long joint because your sacrum is sort of this triangular again this depends on people some people it's more rectangular some people it's more like it just depends on on people um how the exact shape of it but you can generally think of it like a triangle like terminating into the coccyx terminating into the tailbone Mm -hmm. um and so as you trace your way down all that is between your butt and the bone between your butt that is SI joint underneath your fingers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, probably link up a little youtube video that just shows it oh, that's a good idea yeah. um yeah i think you said posterior sacral iliac spine posterior superior iliac spine ah PSIS. yeah perhaps yeah i don't remember yeah <laughs> i just remember psis <laughs> <laughs> um so that yeah what you're feeling like those knobby protrusions are pelvic bone you can think like it's part of your pelvis and then like right behind that is where your spine sorry I'm like my audio is probably all over the place because I'm pushing on my lower back (laughs) moving um where your spine will connect in there and it's a joint that doesn't move a whole lot the movement in it is called nutation and counter nutation 
Yeah. 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 So you can think about like your shoulder as being like a rave where everyone's moving around and jumping up and down. But then your SI joint is like a like a art deco party or an auction, you know, party and everyone's sitting and like the only thing they move is their arm up to like wave the paddle for the uh, thing for the uh, painting that they want. No, I agree. I I get where you're going, but it's like, more okay, ep- thank you. Thank you. It's like super important. And like, it is epic. Without- okay. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. Yeah. Then make it like a multi-million dollar painting. So it is like important. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I guess important to who, but anyway. Okay. So my, my analogy ends there. Um, <laughs> uh, what were you going to tell us about the uh, muscles? Okay. So we'll, we'll be going over like how the muscles in that area, well, which muscles essentially can affect um, instability, probably we'll talk about instability in your SI joint. So normally your SI joint does its job, holds up the spine, um, but you can get pain in this area. And people may identify that as lower back pain. Um, I've said it in yoga classes, you know, like, oh, this, I don't, I don't try to like put fear in people's minds, excuse me, about their SI joints. Um, But like if you've experienced SI joint pain, um, maybe like look to these options instead of like, oh, this is going to wreck your SI joint because it is quite a resilient area of your body. Um, It's probably most highly impacted by sitting or stationary, being stationary in some way. Mm. Um, Or maybe not sitting, but maybe like a longer held asymmetrical pose. So like lying on the couch like a goof or sleeping like a goof. (laughs) Now, why is that? Because the muscles that control your leg and your pelvis and your lower back all kind of well, not all the muscles of your leg cross it, but that's not true. But they impact other muscles that do kind of pull pull on that area. And over time, like those longer held um, postures will loosen the ligamentous structure. That's probably where you're going there. Mm, yeah, that's what we're yeah. You got it, girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell us about that, because I think the ligamentous structure, which is underneath all the muscles, right? So ligaments hold mm-hmm. bone to bone, um, tendons hold muscle to bone. So these are bone to bone connections and we have a ton of SI ligaments. Um, why are they so important? To hold your body up in, in space against gravity. And yeah. to, to move and um, transmit force like through your body without your spine breaking. It's dropping. <laughs> yeah. The boop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the SI joint is mainly held together with, yeah, jo- there's joint capu- capsule, there's um, cartilage, and then there's these ligaments that cross it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, between the two bony surfaces and then they just create this like nice thick like duct taping um, over the the area um, and there, there's ligaments in front as well so if you were to like think about belly button and then if I were to like go through your intestines through all your internal organs to hit the front of that SI joint there's ligaments there that are protecting it so it's like a really well ligamented um joint it's just like full of this like duct tape thick ligaments and so what ligaments do when you um hold a posture for a very long time is there's this effect called the creep effect where the ligaments just sort of 
at first within the first like minute or two they have this resistance and the hold against um whatever force you're putting into so let's say you're putting a force that opens the joint yeah of a force that pulls the two bones apart so it stretches the ligaments at first the ligaments are going to resist that it's going to try to hold the two bones closer together and resist and then after a few minutes it actually lets go and for a lot of us that feels like that you know when you're like in a in a pose that you're holding for a while and then it's like okay there's still that muscle tension i can still feel it i can still feel some sort of tension and then after a minute or two there's this like release and then you sink a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so for some of us that that could be the creep effect of ligament structures starting to um, creep mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of better term. Now creep does go back like the ligaments generally will go back to um, their natural state of like more supportive function and, and holding the bones closer together. Um, but I, I'm I'm not sure what the time frame is on it's that. It's a I think long it, time. Is it? Yes. Oh, is, like it's we're a, talking how, years what? years years oh, because really? like you're basically talking think about the practice of yin yoga which works into um your fascia your connective tissue more so this is exactly what you're talking about the, the ligaments are connective tissue holding bone yeah to bone. exactly um yeah. and i remember even in my 200 hour my teacher was a, a master's of chiropractic um he's just like if you and he was talking about from the perspective of like wanting to from a stiffer body perspective, like wanting to further your asana for whatever reason, hopefully there's something right. besides just making a shape. But anyways, he's like, if if you want to like get more uh, range of motion in your joints, you work into the connective tissue. So longer holds and that will last tens of years. Wow. So Holy shit. with, um, you're right. It can, it will bounce back over age, over time, <laughs> over age with age. But you're having to do, once you create that space, and sometimes that's more natural in your body, um, more relaxing or other hormones that allow those ligaments to stretch out like that more easily. Um, Or maybe it's just the positions that you've put yourself in physically. You have to do a lot of work in your muscles to take up the work that those ligaments are now not doing, that support, that stability. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's so, so yeah, yeah, like you can train your body to do that, but can you be like super flexible, huge range of motions in all ways and still have that support? Maybe, but you have to train both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So th- it sort of pulls into our talk of um, hypermobility mm-hmm. and that like it really easy ranges of motion. Well, for stability, because you lack the ligamentous like pullback, you're going to have to create that pullback with. Um, muscles so you're gonna have to work pretty hard to uh, to stabilize both sides of joints like if I were to like throw a ball and I have a really loose shoulder um, like it's really easy for my arm just to fling around um, whereas someone with a stiffer arm can lean into their ligaments and then like use the elasticity of the the tendons and ligaments in that stiffer connective tissue to like fling that ball does that make sense Mm -hmm. it's like a slingshot like some tendons and ligaments are just like a tougher rubber band and some tendons and ligaments are like that that you know like cheap ass rubber band that's holding green onions rather than broccoli you know what i mean i love your analogies today (laughs) i did some cardio this morning so my brain is on all 10 cylinders i know like i'm trying to talk quietly so i don't wake eric up and you're like ripping i love it I'm just like going for it. Okay, I want to just talk about a little bit about what that connective tissue in the 
in around the SI joints looks like. Um, so okay. it's not just like a little joint capsule, which would just be, I don't know how to explain what that looks like, but it's not just like a little enclosure <laughs> around one bony area. Um, you have that and then you have like so much, so much dense white tissue if you're going to go look into the body. You and I saw this on our cadaver training and it's like from your sacrum to your lower back, like the lumbar fascia goes down and and just thickens and thickens and thickens in and around your SI joints. So like Mm -hmm. you have a lot of this connective tissue. So it's not like, oh, you're just going to lay on the couch sideways and it's all going to stretch out. Um, It does take like probably a lot of work or yeah. in, in poor, yeah. poor posture to, to it would take really... a lot of laying around yeah. like a lot yeah yeah or like even sitting it would take many years of of like really dedicated sitting yeah um oh, for it to happen but it, it might happen right yeah and another thing is like like i said it does take tens of years to have that spring back in those ligaments but your body is making new connective tissue all the time so that's a component that my teacher never talked about that we probably could consider your body um is always kind of like going through and like um i'm trying to think of this tiffany or if it's like a tom myers you tiffany said is that your body kind of almost recreates all of the fashion your body over like a two-year period Oh, is it two years? I think it was like two year, year and a half, two years. I don't remember. Some like just, shorter yeah, time period. Maybe. So yeah, if you're whole, I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to check on that one. <laughs> yeah. So just like, don't be like scared if you're like, oh my God, I'm lying on the couch sideways. I'm wrecking my SI joints. Yeah. No, know. that shit is tough. That is it's, really tough, tough. It is quite stuff. tough. Yeah. 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 But then again, I do have to caution like everyone's ligament and collagen is slightly different. Also, your hormonal status differs. Right. And as women, we get to do the, that like through the month and we, we can tell. Right. Mm-hmm. That there might be a slight um, change in our responsivity to either a stretch or a rebound from a stretch. So either sometimes in the month we might be able to stretch easier um, and sometimes in the month it might be difficult, more difficult, but it might be more easy to like regain um the the stability it just depends and yeah and and again genetics has a portion of that as well um we'll take a portion of that responsibility as well so yeah it really really depends on a lot of factors Mm -hmm. maybe like maybe it's um also something like being involved in a sport where you're one more sided than the other you're always like yeah yeah playing volleyball like leaping off of one leg like stuff like that too it doesn't have to always be those longer um more more often than not it's like more sedentary or still yeah because that's when you just lean into some sort of ligament whether it's in the front side back of the joint who knows right Mm -hmm. um so tell us a little bit about one-sided things because um one-sided things are pretty interesting when it comes to si joints yeah so i I was trying to think about like how to explain how your muscles affect the si joint And, and the easiest way is that anything that moves your pelvis or your back can affect how that joint meets so how your spine meets your pelvis so that's like because when I used to look at the SI joint and I had SI joint pain and trying to figure it out you know you're looking for like one or two things like how is this complex scenario working like it's it seems so complex but I really know that it can be almost anything in your body that's just causing your pelvis to shift side to side, forward to back, rotate, 
or your lower back. Mm. As I said, yeah. Here. Oh, I just sorry. Go on. I was just saying, like sitting cross-legged, like I am right now, is just a good example of like one hip being a little bit higher. <laughs> mm. good. Yeah. yeah. But what were you gonna say? Oh, I, I think a lot of people call like um, they're like, oh, I have a, a tilted pelvis, mm. um, and a lot of people get like a diagnosis or like um, get told that their pelvis is slightly tilted. And I just wanted to mention how that's like something that's so controversial, like. Um, I think Bernie Clark mentions it in his book that, you know, like there's no, it's so hard to measure that because um, even physios, when they look for a tilt in the pelvis, they have to palpate, they use their hands and their hands are touching a curved bone. Mm -hmm. Like if you touch the front of your hip bone, that bone is curved, right? Um, and the the PSIS in the back, that's like a curved knob. And, and who says that the right side knob is the same as the left side knob of bone? Like, no, we don't know that for sure in this body. It might be very different and, and we're drawing these conclusions over layers of skin and fascia and muscle so for someone to like the the tilted pelvis thing uh, you know like it, there's a lot of um it could be there it could not be there like we, we don't really know um the si joint pain is the si joint is also a spot of a lot of referrals um so a pain or an injury in another area sort of rippling down or up to the SI area and, and presenting pain there, whereas it doesn't pre present pain elsewhere. Like for example, when I fell on um, the mats, when I was rock climbing, I got the pain in my SI, but it was from my low back. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. What was I saying? <laughs> oh, the, the tilted the pelvis tilted thing. Pelvis. Right, right. Um, it's just really hard to know. And it's really helpful to work with like a, a practitioner who has a lot of experience doing this. Um, but even them sometimes are um, not, or, you know, they're, they're doing trial and error. They're like, let's try this mm -hmm. um, and seeing if it works. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think what's important there is um, to, to note that tilting or rotation in your pelvis does not always result in pain. People mm -hmm. can be yeah. like out of whack forever and not have pain. Um, so don't. And the other thing, sorry, I'll segue to the other thing. Is that your body, look at the muscles. Like you can look at the bones and you can, I, I can physically see in my body that my right side, I have anterior tilt. Um, sometimes my left side, SI hurts though. So it doesn't, and sometimes I have mm -hmm. no pain for years depending yeah. on what I'm doing. But I'm not too worried about what my pelvis is doing. I know I know what muscles are pulling more on one side than the other or lack of pulling on mm -hmm. one side than the other to create that imbalance. So every, yeah. everyone probably, I would, God, I would say almost everyone has asymmetries in their body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has a little bit of a pelvic tilt, yeah. tilt or tuck or like tilted pelvis or whatever they call it. Like it's never going to sit perfectly mm -hmm. and... Um, there is also no reliable way to measure that without tearing the skin off the bones and looking at the bones. <laughs> yeah, well, you can x-ray for bone length and stuff like that. But there's, so, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, factors but, in there. Yeah, um, and very often we don't have to go that far to be really effective in, in dealing with pain. Yeah, um, the tilting of the pelvis is interesting because you can look um, kind of like put your hands in your waist, like scrunch in above the bone and then push down to the top of the bone and you can see one side higher than the other. That's again, assuming mm. that you have both legs um, perfectly the same length. So your Flat, yeah. femur bones yeah. and, and all that stuff. Yeah. 
from there down. Um, yeah. And so the way your pelvis kind of rotates up, um, it's hard to explain, mm-hmm. but like the way that ball and socket is, and then if one side of your pelvis is forward rotated a little bit, the hip bone will will look like it's higher. But again, like that's an, that's there's some assumption there. And just yeah. you can feel when you do um, a lunge or a stretch, a thigh stretch on one side and then the other, which one is tighter? Most people, mm. you can feel when you do some glute work, which one is weaker, which yeah. one fires yeah. more easily. So yeah, yeah, don't worry about the position of your bones too much. You're going to work with the muscular body. Yeah, um, and yeah the, and exactly. Like in yoga, the nervous system where you have a lot of tension, so breath work and whatnot. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's perfectly like and, and another orthopedic test that we've done before with Tiffany is just sitting cross legged um, on the floor and then feeling for which sit bone is heavier and then switch the cross of your legs and feeling for which sit bone is heavier. And if there's an imbalance there and that usually like there's usually something it's so rare that someone's like, nope, it's shifted to the other side and it's perfectly balanced, mm-hmm. you know, to, like to the same degree. Usually someone has something and that's like it's not a perfect indicator of a tilted pelvis or a tight um, uh, quadratus lumborum or a tight glute medius. Again, it's just like a little, a little clue. Um, but again, you're, you're probably, we're probably going to just all do the same things with the muscles as well. Just that idea of like, which glute is um, easier to lift up and say something like a one-legged bridge. Um, so if you imagine bridge pose, lift one leg off the ground and then do some like hip lifts and dips and just testing for, um, which glute gets more tired as you switch legs, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's one that I really like to help even out some of the the strength component of the hips. And the more you can stabilize the hips, the more we do stabilize the SI joint. They are, after all, connected by the pelvis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So let's go into the muscles a little bit then. Um, your let's go through like the main muscles that could, and it's again, so different in every body. <laughs> yeah. So anything, like I said, that's moving, especially your lower back, but you probably could have um, even like your lats feed into your lumbar fascia. Like there could be, it could be really a lot of things. Again, when you're moving your own body and you have, say you have SI joint pain, I wouldn't worry about it too much if you don't. Um, but if you are just where you have more tension on one side and where you have more weakness on the other side, and you can work asymmetrically in your personal practice, or if you're working one-on-one with someone, you can work asymmetrically. So do a little bit more of this on one side than the other. Yeah. So you have your psoas, which it connects, um, from your femur bone to your lower back, your lumbar spine, kind of across the front of your body, your quadratus lumborum. Quadratus lumborum, quadratus. What I do don't know. Does it matter? Yeah, I, don't know. I so often just say QL. Qua- yeah, I know me too. <laughs> quadratus. I don't. Quadratus. Quadrat. I don't know. So that's a little bit more on the back side of your body, um, although it's under your erector spinae. So if you just touch your lower back, you're you're touching a lot of the the fascia and the erector spinae. These big ropey muscles that go along your spine. I think your erectors might be able, if you, if you really um, had like a scoliosis or something, your erectors might be involved in that too. But I, yeah, like anything could be involved in asymmetries, but more the QL, we talk about more the QL. So that little, mm-hmm. yeah, so it goes to the lumbar spine and attaches to your pelvis, 
more in the back plane. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And then and the muscles of the hip. So really your adductor muscles, any of your inner thigh muscles, mm-hmm. your abductor muscles. So your the muscles on the outside of your hip, your glute medius, glute minimus, your extensors. So your glute max, your external rotators, piriformis, and there's a bunch of other little guys in there helping that out. Did I forget anything? Um, I would throw in hamstrings. Oh, yeah. Your hamstrings. I think, yeah. yeah. And quads, yeah. Front of hip, yeah, back yeah. of hip. Yeah. Those ones. So, quads yeah. in that um, rectus femoris crosses the hip joint. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else? I think that's about IT it. band, TFL. Those are your internal rotators. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. really anything that moves your leg. Pelvis. Mm. So, and your pelvis and your lower back. And then. Oh, who- TVA. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> pelvic floor muscles. Mm-hmm. Pooping muscles. Yes, your whole abdomen, all the muscles of your abdominals. Yeah. Probably. If you have like over-engaged obliques on one side, that's going to cause some rotation. Ooh, yeah, I bet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I have slightly over, over-engaged obliques. Well, yeah, like you can kind of tell when you're twisting to one side or the other, like which yeah. one's more accessible. Yeah, for sure. Um, again, yeah, I got to work some strength to balance that shit out. Yeah, but if it's not causing you pain. Nah, that's true. If, it, if you notice like a big difference, then you might want to think about it. But I don't know. We can get like, so I remember coming out of like my first training being like, oh my God, I'm so asymmetrical. And like, yeah, it's like I was falling apart and broken. <laughs> but you weren't, right? No. And then over time, yeah. like with asymmetries, I think one of the biggest worries for me is that um, movement plus asymmetries, especially symmetrical movement with asymmetries in your body can create more wear and tear. So more, mm. more likely to experience osteoporosis with age everyone's going to experience that basically everyone (laughs) with age if you get to be a certain age yeah right exactly um yeah but so but you just want to maybe mitigate it from being like to the extreme where you have to get a hip replacement or knee replacement or something um oh yeah for sure but i mean we have amazing technology so it's really not the end of the world Mm -hmm. so i'm i just noticed that's like my main driver to to get more symmetry in my body um Aww. but like yeah that's a good one but then it's longevity yeah if I'm not feeling anything mm. in my hips or my lower back then I'm I know I'm doing pretty good and I know that like my day-to-day requires me to be asymmetrical if I'm sitting or or just like there's sedentary moments so yeah okay I'm trying to like <laughs> in my head think of like my favorite muscles for the SI joints and it like it's we said it's hard because so many things can be involved it is so individual um it is it really is um I think it's just to to think about like everything that surrounds that area so we've got a pretty good um it's basically from like ribs down to your knees Mm -hmm. all those muscles need to be pretty darn stable Mm -hmm. so I don't think you can go wrong with um creating like a really balanced so so just remembering not to overdo front of the body or overdo the back of the body. Don't overdo the side of the body or the inside of the thigh, right? And you want to sort of balance mm-hmm. everything out and, and to touch on everything a little bit. Yeah. Let's think of then like a couple. So you're going to have what's going to happen is 
some muscles are going to be over tight because others aren't working and because of others aren't working some are going to be a little bit lazy and weak so when mm. we're when we're addressing kind of which ones are tight let's brainstorm between you and I like our favorite um postures stretches whatever just to identify those those asymmetries those tension asymmetries I think QL is a huge one and an easy one that you can tell if is tight on one side versus the other and QL so quadratus lumborum um, you will stretch it anytime you side bend mm -hmm. so if there's a side that's easier to stretch or you just go farther um, then it might be worth uh, stretching out the side that's tighter or working a little bit of the side low back work into the side that's easier to stretch mm -hmm. um, I wonder how that QL so if your QL again it's like that little side bender I don't experience or it's taken time in my body to actually feel that deep into my body because more of my, the muscles that are closer to my skin, like my obliques um, and this superficial and deep fascia layer on the side of my body, I mm. feel like a wicked stretch and basically like just above my hip on the side. Like you just like grab your waist on the side, like putting your hands up. In your oh, so not not close to the spine. Yeah, so that was like epically tight in my body. Um, yeah, <laughs> as as a mechanism to create stability in my pelvis because yeah. other areas were not mm. stabilizing. Right, so yeah. you could do a side bend and not feel this in deep by your spine, but if you feel it in your waistline, um, that that probably on the same side that probably is telling you that there's some instability there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can you, and, you don't have to like get that exact spot to feel, but side to side. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think it's it's worth it to also re mention, and we've mentioned this before, this idea that um, the the whole body is this tension system, right? So um, we we do want to, yes, we want to stretch out a muscle, but um, or stretch out fascia, but we know that that is a, a temporary release, and eventually it will tighten back out, even. Um, with repeated and consistent stretching um, and the only thing to really change that dynamic is to look at what's actually weak what's not pulling on the tablecloth that's holding the tablecloth on the table right we want to pull on all sides of the tablecloth and keep it nice and centered um, so to yes stretch but also to add a little bit of resistance um, and I like for this one um lazy triangle to using the side body to lift all the way back up to like a, a standing triangle preparation with your arms just out into like that t-shape mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah mm. that's a great one i think earlier yeah. i said wear and tear osteoporosis and then did i say that osteoarthritis is what i meant anyways oh no i think i i don't know i was i was hearing osteoarthritis but i don't know if what you said if i said osteoporosis <laughs> i meant osteoarthritis <laughs> You can't really. Good morning. That's a whole different. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Oh, yeah, that's in the bone. Yeah, yeah arthritis. <laughs> um, anyways, another one that I like to look at is your external rotators. So just like lying on your back, figure four. Mm, so good. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. because your piriformis is attached to your femur and your sacrum, it's one of the few muscles that's actually attached from your leg to your spine. Um you're, if you're moving that sacrum, like the lower part of your spine, you're going to affect how that SI joint is contacting if there's a little bit of a pivot in it, right? Pivot, mm. pivot in it. Um, pivot in it. Sometimes your, we talk about, talk about the external rotators. Normally it's the piriformis. Again, there's, there's other 
guys in there. Um, that's like the main one that causes you the most grief right in the center of your bum, <laughs> pain in the ass. Um, yeah. So sometimes like one side, it might be the same side or the opposite side will tense up with tension in your psoas. So it's as what your spine is kind of torqued in one direction, the other one will feel more tight, maybe just because the spine is moving away from the leg. It's kind of mm. like, yeah, it's kind of hard to picture and whatnot. But basically, do a figure four on your back, see which side is tighter, feels tighter. And that's like when you as soon as you cross your ankle over your knee, you can tell like the the knee that's bent and closer to you, if that knee is like super in close, like you can't widen your knee away from your body. Um, mm. That's like a pretty clear way visually. And if you can't see it lying down, just get someone to stand over top of you. Um, yeah. And yeah, d- don't worry too much about how things are involved with one another, but just be like this side is way more tight than this side. Work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, looking at like huge imbalances, like if one knee just can't go out to the side um, or even like in sensation. And I know like when it's really tight, you can sometimes just feel that like band of resistance. It just feels like a resistance band. You know, the ones that you like wrap around your legs. It feels like that Mm -hmm. huge tug of like duct tape that you can't really like relax into. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with that, I would definitely, yeah, definitely work into that. Um, I was going to say the, the figure four stretch is nice because yes, it gets into the piriformis, um, but it also gets into glute max, which is the other one, Mm -hmm. which actually attaches from your, um, uh, I think it's the border of the sacrum. So it just like sort of hits the border of the sacrum and then goes all the way out into the greater trochanter and IT band. So it's this huge sheet of muscle that crosses, um, you know, a, all of the external rotators that are deep to it right mm-hmm. so sometimes it is it is the it is like a tight ass and you have to stretch the glute max as well which would happen in figure four you would mm-hmm. get that there i think there are fewer bodies that experience glute tension um the way that your external rotators are tight because we are sitting mm-hmm. like in yeah. that sitting position your glutes yeah. get a little longer and um of course i'd say probably well i have I have some glute tension for sure. Um, But anyways, I'm just like thinking about some of the positions I do. Um, More often, like maybe in an athlete or something like that, like you have more glute tension because you're in runners because you're really using, utilizing that muscle. But in your sitters and you're working nine to five or whatever you're doing, um, (laughs) more often than not, there's, there's laxity in the glutes. Okay. Um, yeah, that's de- that's definitely true. Um, but now that we're talking about the external rotator um, stretches, can you give us something to that also works the external rotators? I'm trying to think. Well, like the way I do my figure fours on the ground is I don't just let my knee come in towards me. I actively, without using my hands or anything, I'll widen my knee away from my body. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, um, if you've never tried the neuromuscular facilitation, like a little PNF for the external rotators, I find they respond so well to a little bit of activation mm-hmm. and then oh my release, other activation favorite one. Oh, my other favorite one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So tell us about it. Doing like a pigeon type pose on the ground, and not your pigeon where you think your shin has to be parallel to the front of your mat. That's pretty old school and asking way too. Unless you grew up sitting on the ground cross legged, then go for it. Have a ball. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> just like I still see people doing that. I'm like, okay, it's really not necessary. You're just prying your body into this pose. Yeah. So pigeon, um, 
shin on a, a somewhat of an angle so that you can really push down into your shin and then lift your hands maybe you start to either just i i keep people just to lighten the weight on their fingertips maybe you just have your middle finger your longest finger touching the ground but you're mm. pushing down through your shin and by pushing down through your shin you're gonna kind of tone and turn on your external rotators mm-hmm. um yeah and then you can maybe get your hands off the ground. Maybe you can take your hands together your chest. Maybe you can bind your hands behind your lower back. And even just doing that for 10 seconds before you come down into your more lazy pigeon or your relaxed pigeon or restorative pigeon where you're – or maybe like a yin-type pigeon, not restorative, um, where you kind of lean forward. But that's like my jam. And I can feel that mm. on one side. That's like so easy. If you have knee problems, it sometimes can be a little bit inaccessible, but there are – ways to position your knee um so you don't have pain most people you shouldn't be feeling yeah, well, pain you you could do also do a variation of this on your back so figure four with that leg mm-hmm. and and usually for most people that won't cause any pain and then just slip one hand to the back of the figure four knee so the knee that's in out into the side um and then just push push the knee into the hand push the hand into the knee and don't let anything move mm-hmm. um and you'll feel the muscles turn on and then there on the back it is important just not to use the rest of the leg to push so trying to find this external rotation usually just think like think rotate out rotate out my thigh um usually that'll help you get into a little bit more that like specificity of the the muscles that we're looking for there and then just relax stretch do it again i I like to do three reps of it um but yeah you can totally do this without any pain in the knee and Mm -hmm. without even any body weight in the knee right yeah and with the muscles that are tight is like you're saying as much as you do want to um, get the connective tissue to have a little bit more space. They've been overworking. You also want to teach them to to work to do the job that they do and not the exactly. job that everything else it's, it's trying to compensate. So giving it that isolated specific movement is yeah. really helpful. It's like, this is the work you do. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know, yoga is really good at this. Like we're, we're usually like, as long as we're cueing properly, um, we're pretty good at like isolating several muscles and and this is a really nice one to isolate just because it is a, it is more tight and bound up than it is loose and hydrated for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just yeah. thinking, so the last big one for tension will be the psoas, but before we go there, um, there, are, yeah, let's just maybe that'll probably be the last one. Maybe we'll do another episode. Should we break this into two and do another one more on the, weakness and strengthening aspects of other stuff what do you think because like i think there's <laughs> sure yeah. there's so much like if you can maybe just, well even just because yeah, we didn't TVA. even talk about postures yeah and we didn't even talk about postures yet like there's twisting is a huge thing with the si joint that i think we should talk about mm-hmm. um but yeah we haven't even haven't even touched on it and that's okay we'll we'll save it for another yeah episode. okay so maybe we'll just back do them back to back like this will be part one sure. next week we could do yeah. part two okay yeah okay before before you go on to soas and i know you do want mm-hmm. to um just quickly so we did external rotators but very few teachers and very few people look at the internal rotators and it Mm -hmm. is important to look at them because remember um everything exists in a push pull balance well sorry a pull balance not a push actually only a pull that's tensegrity right Mm -hmm. they exist in a pull balance so um 
if your external rotators are super tight, pulling your thigh into more external rotation more of the time, then your internal rotators are going to be a little bit stretched out and dry and dehydrated because they're just holding on for dear life, trying to hold the joint neutral. So to give your internal rotators a little bit of love and a little bit of attention in both ways as well can be really, really nice for the hip joint um, and and hence the SI because then everything's just working a little bit more in balance. Um, so for internal rotation, um, most people think about the inner thighs, but you do want to think about literally rotating your heels out, knees together. And that action we don't ever really do in yoga. Um, and a lot of people have very like, they're, they're their legs won't do that a lot. It'll do it a little bit, but not a lot. So you're not looking for increases in range of motion. You're just looking for the front and side of the hip to turn on and then turn off, turn on and then turn off, giving it that um, hydration, more of that hydration and lubrication rather than like, yeah, I want to get into this muscle. It's just mm-hmm. a little, little movement. So um, you can do it one-sided from like a bridge with a ball between the knees and squeeze and then lift one leg up just a little bit, hover it and kick the heel out to the side. Um, mm. If that makes sense, you know, mm. internally rotating. So you're, you're literally think rotation, not adduction. And a lot of people mix those two so think rotate 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 just do that a little bit and and um yeah you're not looking for a ton remember there's things like you could probably even do that in your eagle pose legs you could probably yeah think specifically instead of like a squeeze in like a a rotate yeah yeah i'm crossing my legs i can do that another yeah that's true good one more modern movement um they've seen integrated into yoga classes a ton is like your 90 90 pose sitting on the ground right yes yeah so front shin parallel to the front of the mat which is okay when your back leg is not straight back behind you more accessible and then your um back leg the knee just comes straight out from your hip so you're making 290 Mm -hmm. degrees there and then pushing um yeah you can keep you can point. actually like yes. practice both on and off but the yeah pushing the knee that's out to the side into the ground and lifting your back ankle off the floor if you can access that yeah yeah and i think the key point there uh, is also not needing to increase range of motion because that's 90 90 already for a lot of people is quite a bit mm-hmm. um and you're not remember you don't have to sit on both butts just try to get stable and then just push the knees down one knee will be an external one knee will be internal and as long as you can connect with the muscles there then that's great and then just keep doing that and then maybe the the feet can lift up off the ground in the, the front one will be an external the back one will be an internal rotation mm-hmm. um but again for a lot of people i find remember internal rotation um normal range of motion is like 10 degrees mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's tiny it's, so that might not be foot off the ground depending on the the thickness of your calves and your thighs yeah <laughs> and it's exactly what you said it's not it's not about how big that movement is it's just about creating it period teaching it to, yeah to happen um yeah so some bodies will definitely need to be propped up on a bolster um or like a bolster and some blocks and that's fine just because putting your knee straight out from your hip sitting on the ground it's a huge range of motion in your hip some people yeah. just will never access that's okay um then i've seen people yeah. just like prop prop it up and be like oh yeah sweet now i can do this mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah no it's good okay last one last one so as so as um oh gosh and there's the inner thighs too Okay, should we save psoas? Because psoas is huge. Let's say psoas and put it in when we do next week and talk yeah. about that in TBA. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Like do inner thigh. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. Okay. So 
inner thighs, like in my body, this is one that I experience personally. My inner thighs get crazy tight. Um, <laughs> probably because I'm sitting cross-legged like this forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I say uncross them. Something that I'm like, and, and I see it not all the time, but I have seen it more often than not in bodies that have SI joint pain. Um, so that when you're moving your legs in closer together, you are affecting all the muscles that attach to your legs and from your legs to your pelvis and your spine. So the external rotators get a little bit longer and weaker. So that's how your piriformis can go out of whack. Um, anyways, yeah, I'll just leave it there. Yeah, um, leave it, yeah, leave it. Yeah. <laughs> Walk away. Um <laughs> Your adductors get tight because they help out with flexion and extension of your hips. So they they really are quite active. Um, and sometimes they overwork and sometimes they're just doing their job. So it's like, again, don't worry too much about it. But yeah, they're affecting how your your the back of your pelvis is, how those muscles are oriented just by the way your legs are oriented in your hip joint there. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you're saying cross-legged, like knee over knee, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like like a lady's cross-legged on like a typical lady's cross, like you know what mm-hmm. you would typically think. Um, yeah. I think that that's like that that squeezing knees together kind of posture. And when you mm-hmm. hold that for a really long time without any muscular activation, like you're just laying into that. Of course, it, like it's like anything that you lay into for a long time, like how your shoulders round forward. There's going to be a long-term effect. Um, and so the joints that we're looking at there um, are, yes, the knee might be affected, but it's not really twisted in any way. It's just hanging. Um, but most likely the hips and then the SI joint, which is, as we know, very, very close to those hips. It's intimately connected to the hip joint. Um, so in that sense, yeah, it totally makes sense that your inner thighs are really tight. They're just being held together by like glue and um, lazy. Mm-hmm. And then when I, <laughs> yeah, and then you're like, <laughs> active and you go from sitting to running um right then right. your adductors like i say they help out with the movement of the hip flexion and extension so they're like they've been in a tight position and then they're helping you run but they're kind of tight and then everything's just like pulls onto yeah, yeah. force kind of goes into that, that yeah. area especially if you've loosened things up by having some asymmetrical uh holding patterns yeah yeah, so for the inner thighs, I always like like a good triangle. Um, there's like that skandhasana skater pose that you can do. You can do a good mm-hmm. goddess. Goddess pose is nice for those inner thighs and groins. Yeah. Um, even wide-legged forward bend will get them a little bit. Even like... It'll get the hamstrings. Warrior two in some people. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the back legs inner thigh, right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, um, yeah. Prasrita padatanasana, wide-legged forward folds. Yeah. Um, which... Which adductors are being stretched where depends if your legs are straight or not. So Baddha is not going to mm-hmm. get the gracilis, which crosses the knee. Um, that one mm-hmm. is usually super overworked because it affects the bend of the knee. So especially if you are someone mm. who specifically runs or rides their bike, um, definitely running because it's helping bend your knee every time and, mm. and move your yeah. leg back. So yeah. it does a lot of work. So yeah, even just legs up the wall yeah. wide is like my jam. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. That, and you can see a little bit more passive. You can see on that one too. Um, and again, you don't have to think about it too much, but you can usually see one foot higher than the other on your tight side. 
Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nat. She's like speaking from personal experience. And from other people, other people that I've taught to. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so those are a lot of really good, I think, really, really good postures. Yeah. Um, we shouldn't go. I think we should stop here. Otherwise, yeah. we can. There's a lot. So we're, mm-hmm. we're going to do two more episodes for you guys. No, one more. Yeah. Um, on the SI joint, because this is it's pretty essential. And I do I want to get a little bit more into the yoga stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll finish off with the psoas and um, and, and a little bit more. Yeah, because there's there's a lot that yoga can do to help as well as um, hurt it. Yeah. And like the types of stretching, we talked a little bit about PNF, PNF. Um, mm-hmm. how flow I think is really helpful at coming in and out instead of just going to a long hold that can actually just mm. pull right up into the SI joint. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but we'll, we'll go through that. It's like such a massive topic and, and I just don't like when we go through our little list of what we want to talk about, just like, oh my God, I can't believe we haven't talked about this yet. <laughs> I know, right? Like that's crazy. We haven't touched on that. Yeah. Well, we must have. We must have like mentioned. I'm sure, it, yeah, we've, we've talked not, about the SI yeah. joint, but just like the intricacies of how it works, and I think yeah, it's pretty confusing to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we made it a little bit more clear with like the ideas of like it being an, a party. No, yeah, no obviously, so. <laughs> it's totally a party. <laughs> It's totally a party. All right, guys, we better sign off. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Again, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, whatever you listen to us by. Um, We really, really super appreciate it. And then we'll we'll send you a little call out Mm -hmm. on the podcast as well. All right. Till next time. All right. Bye, Bye. guys.